hope you're enjoying Moriarty, The Devil's Game, an Audible original podcast. All episodes of Season 1 are now available ad-free, exclusively on Audible. Visit audible.com slash moremoriarty and sign up for a free trial. Professor, what are you doing out here? You shouldn't be out in the daylight. You could be seen. Oh, right. So, what are we doing out here on the docks then? Beside risking capture, they cut the heads off of some cod. I'm thinking. With a knife? What happened to using your board to work out your problem? Dark problems require dark tools. Aye, aye. Look, I know you're angry, but... Angry? No, anger doesn't begin to cover it. Infuriated. Enraged. Holmes stole everything from me and then used his brilliant deductions to set me up to die. He heaved a case against me so I'd have no choice but to bargain for my life with the Crown. I was just too blind to see it at the time. That is his barbaric game, Colonel. And I will destroy him and every soul connected to it. Then you should have let me put him down. I had the shot. Holmes can't die. Not yet. Not until I know who is behind him and take back what is mine. This darkness goes beyond Rose now, Colonel. I won't let her killer leverage my mind for some evil power game. Whatever their plans for my math, I will crush them. Crush them? You're not the least bit frightened about challenging the crown? My hate outbalances my fear. Aye, hate has fueled me to many a victory indeed. But if you can't keep your head, you can lose yourself to the darkness. And what would you have me do, Colonel? Let him win? Run away? We'll call it a practical retreat. I won't retreat. No, I will fight it to the end. Professor, I hear you, but taking on Holmes and the Crown is... Uh, well, I hate to say it, but it seems impossible. Impossible? Impossible is only an equation yet to be solved. A calculation that must be conquered. Maybe. But to conquer this equation, your mind is not enough. You're talking about a war with the most powerful nation on Earth. Holmes has an entire empire at his back, and you are just one man. Two, with you. Aye. And if you'll be wishing me to stick around, I suggest you access the uncrazy part of your mind. Any battle you're running requires a bloody army at your back. You need fighting men. Sharp eyes and secret ears. Blokes with unwavering loyalty and absolute discretion. And let me promise you, that level of allegiance is expensive. More than one bank robbery can afford. Allies and capital can be acquired. And what then? You're playing in a devilish game, Professor. So ask yourself, can you be the devil? The devil isn't real, Colonel. But I am. I will be whatever is required to root out this treachery by Holmes and the Crown. I will be a force. Any man's voice can be silenced. Any criminal can be caught and hanged, but a force? Forces cannot be ignored. They're elemental, undeniable, and they govern the truth. Gravity. I will demand reckoning and topple any that stand opposed. Sherlock Holmes, Scotland Yard. This entire nation, if I must. 
I'm sorry, sir, there's no smoking in the intensive ward. Oh, oh, Mr. Holmes, I'm so sorry I didn't know you were here. Do you bring news? N no, sir, they're still operating. It's been hours. Dr. Watson's in a very delicate state, sir. The bullet's lodged deep in his stomach and he's lost a lot of blood. They're doing the best they can, but the rest will be up to God. Tell the surgeon I am the only God he needs to answer to. If that man dies, <laughs> you've upset Mrs. Watson. Until you bring news, get out of my sight. Yes, sir, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, God. Oh, Mr. Sherlock, how? How did this happen? Evil, Mrs. Watson. Devilry of the darkest order. You have my promise that those responsible will be brought to justice. I said to leave us alone. You. What are you doing here? Oh, I think you can make that deduction, Mr. Holmes. Madam Watson, my name is Baines. I'm a friend from Whitehall. Whitehall? I'm sorry, sir. I, I didn't realize John had friends in the government. Eddie, madam. You have the Crown's deepest sympathies from the highest of levels. The Queen herself is incensed by this violence and prays for your husband's speedy recovery. Her Majesty? Oh, heaven. <laughs> Well, that's very kind of her. Uh, Mrs. Watson, I was hoping I might pull dear Holmes here away for a moment. Uh, matters of state, you see. Must this happen now? Go on, Mr. Sherlock. I'll find you if there's any news. Doctor's wife is a pretty little bird, isn't she? I hadn't noticed. Thought you noticed everything, Holmes. Perhaps the rumors are true. Your senses are rusting. Why are you here, Baines? Mr. Porlock has been sending for you. Yes, well, I've been a bit preoccupied cleaning up his mess. Oh, his mess? Is that how you see it? I played my role. I gave him the professor. Signed, sealed, and delivered. It's not my fault the man escaped prison. Moriarty came to you. Right to your table, and you let him slip away. That was a trap. And you were dull enough to fall into it, weren't you? Mr. Porlock fears that you are still in his trap. A fly squirming on this spider's web. He knows it's not luck that sniper's aim chose the doctor over you. You've come to finish me off, then? Oh, I would if it was my call. You're a liability, Holmes. A loose end. A very necessary loose end. Please remind Mr. Porlock that empty threats from Whitehall are of little effect and only slow down the work that must be done. He needs me. For the same reason he didn't just get on with it and kill the professor when given the chance. And if he wishes to have a conversation of any substance, he can come himself. And Mr. Porlock would remind you that you serve at the pleasure of the Crown. He made you, Holmes. He forged you with his own two hands, and should you fail to remain a necessary loose end, he can snip you right off. Get this straightened down. Find the Professor and bring him in, alive, preferably. Or it'll be the last the world hears of the great Sherlock Holmes. Come on, love. We're back this way. Oh, <laughs> naughty, naughty. Oh, boy, not without paying. <laughs> I hate that, soldier. You look lost, handsome. 
first time. Come with me. I'll knock a few coppers off the price. I fear you're not my cup of tea. Ah, well, we have all flavors of tea here, Ransom. Move along, Hazel. This one's only here to look. Shame. A shame indeed. One wonders what does get a rise out of a man like you, Mr. Holmes. Information, Madam Charlotte. Your disguise is clever. Almost clever enough, but you, sir, are unannounced. I don't need an appointment at a whorehouse. Pardon me. I own a parlor room. Do you? Last I heard, the deed to this establishment resides with your boss, John Clay. That scum is not my boss. Do I look like I give a damn? I'll be a good little whore and take me back to him. Or shall I remove my disguise and forever ruin the reputation of your beloved parlor room? He's not here. My informants tell me otherwise. Your informants are misinformed. If you're going to spy on me and my ladies, Mr. Holmes, I would suggest someone other than your little urchins. Young boys can lose focus so easily, you know. All the blood rushes from their brains down to the little... Enough! When will Clay return? I don't have the slightest clue. But I do know that he prefers to take his calls here by appointment. Tomorrow, three o'clock. He'll be here or there will be hell to pay. And give him this. A bullet? Courtesy of Colonel Moran's air gun. The doctors pulled it out of my partner this morning. And I hope for Mr. Clay's sake he has no idea how it got there. Professor, it's done. The Lestrades are safely away to the continent. Your brother snuck them out on the express and they'll have fresh papers when they arrive in Paris. I saw to it all myself. Thank you, Colonel. What's this on the board? What, is it not clear? Well, it looks like some kind of machine. Uh, yes. Here are the pistons and here are the water columns, which are structured laterally to receive more force. Oh, <laughs> slow, Professor. Back it all up. And you're going to need to speak a little... Dumber. Well, I was going to say simpler, but yeah. The big picture. What the hell am I looking at? Aha, this is a hydraulic press. No, uh, slower. A machine that stamps and prints things, such as banknotes. Oh, you want to print money counterfeiting, that's the play. Yes, but the mechanics of the machine make the forgery untraceable. With the proper inputs and careful construction of the hydraulics, we can, well, we can print as much money as we want and use it to finance our little war against the Crown. Well, goddamn, Professor, you should have just said so. Gentlemen, Mr. Clay wishes to see you at the brothel. The brothel? Yes. He asked me to bring you to meet him at once. Right now, Archie, is something wrong? He only said it couldn't wait. I have a carriage ready downstairs. Uh, you go ahead, Professor. I will continue to noodle on our other matter here. He'd like to see you both, Colonel. Oh. Is that a problem? No. No, no, no. It's no problem at all.
What are you doing, Professor? Just admiring the incandescent ingenuity of Mr. Edison. Colonel, does it strike you as unusual to wire a brothel with electricity? I haven't given it much thought. Now, can you admire that lamp without touching the switch? You're giving me a headache. What's wrong? You seem on edge for a man who claims to be unafraid of John Clay. Aye, well, it's not Clay I'm concerned about at the moment. Gentlemen, pardon my delay. Our streets have many eyes lurking, and I do prefer to keep a low profile. Shall I have Madame Charlotte bring us some drinks? No, no, we're, we're not thirsty. Now, what the hell is this? <clears throat> I believe what the Colonel is politely asking, Mr. Clay, is why are we here? You are here because of the trouble you've brewed for me. You two took a shot at Sherlock Holmes. And worse, you missed. Hey, you know me better than that, Clay. Any alleged shots from my air gun were certainly on target. And with good reason. Whatever your reasons, I was not consulted on such boldness. Pardon me, but my personal affairs are not any of your concerns. They are, if you wish to stay under my roof. As much as I would love to have the insufferable Holmes and his silly deerstalker out of my life, I cannot have attacks like this connected back to me. Going at Holmes introduces an immense level of risk to my organization. As such, the price for my protection must increase in kind. You're changing our deal. No. I'm evolving it to be on par with the escalating reward for your capture. Call it inflation. I call it bad faith. Bad faith is the intolerable position you two have put me in. You must not take this personally, Professor. It is only business. I understand, Mr. Clay. And I believe there is a new arrangement that can satisfy both of our evolving needs. I would propose a more formal alliance between us. An alliance? Your means my mind. The reach of your organization, the depths of my strategy. It would be an unstoppable combination. No doubt you've given it some thought. You said it yourself. Our bank robbery was just the beginning. Yes, but the math changes quickly in this part of the city. Every day your legend grows, Professor, and I have the interests of my shareholders to consider. Shareholders? Every successful organization has investors, legitimate or otherwise, and my board of backers is particularly risk-averse. An alliance with you would take considerable convincing. Then allow me the opportunity to convince them. Certainly not. These are skittish types with much to lose. Businessmen, government men, honored dignitaries in Britain and abroad. Their trust is my most prized asset, and their privacy is sacrosanct. Surely you can arrange something. Your investors would be missing the opportunity of a lifetime. A lifetime, you say? You must value your brain highly. I value it properly. And you do as well. Mr. Clay, you know that I am an asset to your empire, volatile as I may appear. You have my word, and my confidence is complete. And if any of your shareholders wish to question the value of an alliance, I would remind them of the golden dividends they earned from our work with the City and Suburban Bank. Hmm. There is something different about you, Professor. Desperation. No, Mr. Clay. Conviction. Whatever it is, your logic, as always, remains sound. Devise me a plan, Professor. A new score worthy of such a precarious alliance. I will call the board to session, and you may state your case. Thank you. You won't regret it. I'm sure I won't. But you must be warned, once you see these men, there will be no going back. And if the votes are ultimately against you, well, then our alliance will end quite abruptly. 
Archie, please ensure the Professor and Colonel use the back exit. My clientele are discreet, but you never know who could be hiding in the walls. You and the Colonel wait here, Professor. I'll bring the carriage round. Aye, hurry up then. Aye, I don't know, Professor. I'm weary of partnering again with Clay. I saw an opportunity, Colonel. John Clay has the reach and resources for what we need. Aye, but he's a backstabber and a fiend. How do you think he built this empire? He'll screw us to Sunday the moment it's in his favour. Speaking of screwed... Oh, yeah, you little bastard! Do you take me for a simple horse, Sebastian? Just another concubine you call upon whenever your little brain down there sees it convenient. Charlotte! You told me you were leaving! Now I hear you've been here in the city more than a bloody month! If you would let me explain... No visits, not a single correspondence, not one! I meant to, I wanted to, but... Excuses! That's all it ever is with you, Sebastian. Sorry, I'm going to the Himalayas to shoot. No, I promised the boys to play cards. Well, of course, nothing's wrong with it. I'm just feeling tired. <clears throat> um, madam, this may be my fault, at least partially. The Colonel is here in London at my most desperate request and has been honouring my need for secrecy. You're the Professor? Moriarty? James. Well, James, you're just as screwed as this one. Sherlock Holmes graced my halls this afternoon. He suspects Clay of hiding you both. What? He said this? He gave me one of your bullets. I can't believe you, Sebastian. After all those sweet verses you wrote... Charlotte, please. This isn't the time. Professor, this is exactly what I was saying. Clay cannot be trusted. But we have an agreement. Well, Mr. Holmes has one of those with Clay, too. And I imagine his takes precedence over yours. Clay has an agreement with Holmes. What business could they share? The business of information. Sherlock leans on Clay to gather intelligence for his cases. In return, the police tend to turn a blind eye to his business dealings. You've heard this. Hearing's my trade, especially when that idiot Clay conducts his business on my property. Pompous ass takes me for a simple girl. He has no clue about all the secrets that leak through these thin walls. We should run, Professor, while we have the chance. Your brother can smuggle us out to the continent. Oh, now you're going to run. Wait, no, no. no. We don't need to run. What? You heard it yourself. It's not a matter of if Clay turns us over, it's when. Not if we turn him over first. No. Whatever you're scheming, no. All right then, boys, your carriage. Let's be quick about it. Madam Charlotte, a pleasure. Should you find it in your heart to forgive the Colonel, we are staying by the docks above Mr. Clay's opium den. I do sincerely hope you'll stop by. It would be very much worth your while. Now, Miss Charlotte, I gather you are not fond of Mr. John Clay. What gave it away? For starters, you refer to the brothel as your own. However, your associate, that idiot Clay, owns every piece of property this side of Swandham. So either you sold it to him, or more likely, he took it. 
He has a hold on you, doesn't he? He has a hold on everyone in these parts, Professor. That's what happens when you make nice with Sherlock Holmes. But you possess something that can break that hold. Information. Secrets. The very means to orchestrate Clay's downfall. Miss Charlotte, I believe we can help each other. Help each other? Professor, I'm not sure I should even risk being seen with you right but now. But you're here, nonetheless. I'm here because I really, truly, absolutely hate your bloody bastard of a partner. Oh, so much so that I'd prefer to see him one last time before he runs away. Charlotte. No one needs to run if we all work together. Now, I've drawn up a simple plan that both prevents Clay's backstabbing of us and gets you your brothel back. What? No. There's no getting back anything from Clay, especially not with the help of an honest bloke like you. No. That's impossible. Oh, hell, Shard, no, you've done you it. You overestimate my honesty, madam. And the Colonel knows full well how I regard such a challenge. Miss Charlotte, every man that dares underestimate me has been proven the fool. I have solved every problem thrown at my feet. I have risen to every occasion. I have outwitted the very mind your oppressor fears most. And if Sherlock Holmes can't stop me, then John Clay damn well doesn't stand a chance. And why should I trust you? For the same reason the Colonel does. He knows full well I do what I put my mind to. And I never put a friend in an unfair position along the way. I don't know. What do you say, Sebastian? Do you actually think he can pull off what he promises? Aye, regrettably. We should begin at once. We'll have to throw Clay off our trail, and his lackey as well. Leave that to me. Good, good. And Colonel, we'll need to acquire two phonographs, a spool of copper wire, and several fresh wax cylinders. Phonographs and wire? What the bloody hell for? A bit of incandescent ingenuity. Now, Miss Charlotte, when will Holmes be at your brothel next? I don't like you showing up here, Holmes. It's not good for business. Fear not, Mr. Clay. No one knows about these little backroom meetings of ours. Madam Charlotte does. A harmless whore, one easily silenced with a barb or a blade. You received the bullet I sent? I did. Was that intended to be a threat? The intent is entirely up to you, Mr. Clay. Well, I assure you, I would never sanction an attack on you. It wasn't any of my people. Is Colonel Moran no longer under your employ? The Colonel is his own man. Yes, I hire him from time to time, but I played no role in that shooting. And what about Moriarty? What about him? Don't stoop to such slowness. It insults us both. Have you been hiding the professor? I hope for your sake, for the sake of our special, very special arrangement, that you construct your response carefully, Mr. Clay. The survival of your entire organization is at my discretion. And while I peg you as wise enough to know that, the fact remains that you've had considerable dealings with the professor's conspirator. <sighs> All right. Moran did bring him to me, but this was weeks ago, mind you. They asked for accommodations, but I turned them away. Did you? It was a simple matter of risk management. I don't bring unknowns into the fold so easily, especially ones like that professor. Too innocent for you. 
too calculating. Staying a step ahead of a block-headed thug is easy enough. The true threats are always the ones with minds of their own. So, you saw Moriarty, but you didn't think to call on me? At the time, I didn't know you cared. I still don't know why. The professor has his uses, much like you and your little syndicate of dens and whorehouses. Now, if you're not boarding an enemy of the state, I will insist you help me find him. No doubt you've seen the reward. I have, but I don't lift a finger for any sum less than 10,000. <laughs> yes, you're doing very well for yourself these days, aren't you? I take it you don't hold your money at the city and suburban bank. Find Moriarty and bring him to me. That's not how this works. That is exactly how it works, Clay. You provide information on the criminal affairs of this city, and when required, render services without question. If not for the money, consider this a token of gratitude for me allowing you and your investors to continue to prosper. Bring me the professor tonight. Tonight? But that's not enough time. Oh, I'm sure you'll manage. The Crown greatly appreciates your full cooperation in this matter. Just as you no doubt appreciate me overlooking that erratic twitch in your right eye. Twitch? What twitch? It is your tell, and an incredibly obvious one at that. Your eyelid attracts a funny quiver whenever you're making the mistake of lying to me. Moriarty, Mr. Clay, tonight. And, on a final note, gentlemen, our most recent influx of capital has been leveraged effectively. We've made more favorable terms with our opium suppliers and secured the acquisition of this very card club adding a promising source of income to our already healthy portfolio. As you can see, gentlemen, weekly returns are on the rise, your money is growing, and has never been safer. Unless you held it at the city and suburban bank. <laughs> and now, with that old business aside, I will cede the floor to the new. Our associate, Professor James Moriarty, has prepared a presentation that I am promised will be quite profitable to us all. <clears throat> Gentlemen, I am humbled that such a favorable combination of circumstances has brought me here this evening. I assure you, your time will not be wasted. I stand before you tonight not as an opportunist seeking an alliance, nor as a mathematician offering logic, but as a friend offering trust. Total, absolute trust. That is the most prized asset of this business, shared by all men in this room. I give you mine, willingly, and humbly ask for yours in return. After all, I am London's most wanted. <laughs> now, I know you're all expecting a plan, a great scheme that rivals my work with the city and suburban bank, the most lucrative success in the history of this organization. And that is coming. That is coming, please be sure. However, not until we first deal with a scheme of a most different kind. Colonel, your assistance, please. A phonograph? What is this? You see, gentlemen, I cannot in good conscience entrust my mind to this syndicate 
until I am assured of its security. And this proves problematic, seeing as someone in this room keeps counsel with Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Yes, I'm afraid it is true. This very day, one among you made the decision to risk the sanctity of this entire institution by selling the rights to my life to the very man you all stand against. That's enough. I wonder, who could be so foolish? I said that's enough from you. Gentlemen, I apologize. It seems Professor Moriarty has come here only to provoke us. Oh, I have not begun to provoke. Archie, remove this man. What's the matter, Mr. Clay? Do you not wish to know the saboteur among your ranks? This fool who believes he can double-cross as he pleases? The man who knows all your faces and would gladly sell your souls to the crown if the price was right. Perhaps he already has. What do you think happened to your former colleague, Mr. Allen? Who ratted out a member of this very board to Scotland Yard? Who is it? Who is it? Gentlemen, please. There is no saboteur here. Then why, Mr. Clay, do you meet in secret with Sherlock Holmes? What? No, gentlemen. He's lying. He has no proof of this. Would you care to bet your life on it? Colonel, if you would please present our proof to the board. I don't like you showing up here, Holmes. It's not good for business. Fear not, Mr. Clay. No one knows about these little backroom meetings of ours. No, this isn't real. It is a trick. I hope for your sake. For the sake of our special, very special arrangement, that you construct your response carefully, Mr. Clay. The survival of your entire organization is at my discretion. What an Surely not. No, gentlemen, I assure you. That is exactly how it works, Clay. You provide information on the criminal affairs of this city, and when required, render services without question. If not for the money, Consider this a token of gratitude for me allowing you and your investors to continue to prosper. No, please. I wouldn't dare. Oh, yes, he would dare. Gentlemen, your proof. Proof that John Clay holds all your privacies like a leaking dam, liable to burst at any moment with just the slightest of pressure. This man is supposed to be your nighthawk, your great wall against Scotland Yard and the Crown. And yet, he bows to Sherlock Holmes. How absolutely! He's running! We trust him! You blackguard! Get away! Grab it, Bobby! Get back here! Not so fast! Let me go! I say, unhand me! See how he runs? The actions of a guilty man. Damning, is it not? How? How did you do it? Hand me up more wire, Colonel, and keep the ladder steady. Aye, Professor. Uh, here you go. I still don't understand how all this is going to capture their voices. I thought phonographs were for playing music. Mm -hmm. They are, but how do you think they get the music on these cylinders in the first place? They simply run the machines in reverse. Aye, well, none of this looks simple to me. How's it going in here? Almost done, Miss Charlotte. Well, hurry up. Holmes is supposed to be meeting Clay here any... Hey, now, what are you doing to my lamp? I'm wiring it for sound. It's perfectly positioned overhead to collect all the sonic waves of this room, which will then get funneled down into concentrated vibrations that can travel this wire into the next room, tickling the recorder head 
and cutting a groove in the wax What's he saying, Sebastian? I believe he's turning your lampshade into a spying device. Yes, a phonograph recorder. Of course, I've made modifications to amplify the signal and lengthen the recording time to better suit our needs. There, done. Now we will be able to capture their conversation and reproduce it at will. Aye, well, let's pray they say something interesting then. No, please, I can explain. Dealing with Holmes was in our best interest. Whose interest? I see a man who serves only himself and the crown. He cannot be trusted with your secrets, nor your money, which is why I propose a vote of no confidence. John Clay must be replaced, definitively. You bastard! And I would humbly submit my application to this room in the form of a question. Gentlemen, is this not the moment for great expansion? Should this syndicate not be leveraging its wealth beyond the trivialities of card clubs and opium prices? Should we not be chasing true power and real influence? If I had not arrived when I did, had Mr. John Clay been left to handle the city and suburban affair, it would have failed. But I did arrive. And now look where you are, stronger than ever, richer than ever. And now I propose you get out from under the thumb of the crown, that together we assert our dominance on this city and beyond recognizing no forces but our own. <laughs> However, gentlemen, if any of you feel this too bold a strategy, if you favor weakness over strength and deem trust an acceptable sacrifice, I invite you to submit yourselves to the yoke of the crown and the mercy of Sherlock Holmes. This is the strategy that John Clay proposes. Otherwise, the logic is clear. We must slit this bastard's throat and take this organization to the heights it deserves. End of the road, Clay. Please, no. I didn't want this, Mr. Clay. I promise you, it didn't have to end this way. I will grant you any final words. Get him on his feet, Colonel. You conniving fools! You dare touch me with your filthy hands? Oh! Wait. Wait, please. You can't. Professor, you, you wouldn't do this to me. I'm sorry, Mr. Clay. I have the interests of my shareholders to consider. No, please. I beg you, please. You must not take this personally. It is only business. No. Oh, Colonel. Please. No. Many happy returns, you bastard. <laughs> 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 